Hey everybody, God bless, and welcome to this week's edition of Communion of Fire. This is Jason Hanley, and we are thrilled to have with us this week James Jimenez. James and his wife, Chim, we met back in 2017 when we were doing a uh, mission trip in Metro Manila there, covering Makati, Pasig City, and Quezon City with a couple of other families. And they were just uh, a thrill to meet and to get to know. And so I'm excited to have uh, James on tonight uh, to give his testimony as well as to speak to us from the Word of God. So um, without further ado, we'll get him on the line here. God bless you all. Hello. Hey, James, can you hear me? Can you hear me? I hear you loud and clear. <laughs> okay, great, great. Hey, God, God bless. Thanks for uh, making time for this tonight. Or today oh. there. <laughs> oh, yes. Today, tonight, yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> it's awesome to you. It's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, we miss seeing you guys. Um, we're hoping to get back there within the next uh, year, at least. <laughs> but uh, Oh, wow. Uh, depending on when the... We're, we're kind of waiting for the uh, the quarantine rules and everything to, to settle and then my wife to get some vacation, so. Oh, yeah. That's understandable. Um, I don't know if I told you, but I'm actually planning to migrate back. Are you really? Yes. Oh, that's wonderful. <laughs> I guess, or maybe it's not. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm actually excited about it, and I think, well... I'm, I'm, I'm believing that doors will open to, you know, to come back to the Philippines. But I'd yeah. rather just, um, I would rather just come back and go on mission trips with you. Know what I mean? It's, uh, that would be great. Yeah, it's been a while since I've been in the U.S. So, where would you go? Um, we're praying about either Texas or Florida. Oh, really? Wow. I think you know why. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, so just to, so how do we start this? Yeah. Just... Well, um, I kind of just wanted to leave it up to you as far as anything that was on your heart to, to, to oh. preach or talk on or otherwise, yeah. um, or you can give your, your testimony as well. Um, just kind of whatever. Oh, um, we just kind of started these uh, these uh, podcasts to give um, other people a chance to to testify to um, you know what God's done in their lives or you know personal testimonies or, or teachings whichever you like and and so uh, we started these just little thirty minute blurbs to, to just encourage the body of Christ. So anything that oh yeah is on your your heart oh my as heart far as okay cool current messages so to speak yeah i love that i love that but you know as i was praying about doing this i just felt like i, I wasn't really getting anything specifically for this interview uh -huh. and i just felt like maybe the lord just wants this to be like an open-ended discussion and it will lead to to uh things that god is you know uh, been planning in my heart sure and, that's great too you know, yeah yeah so um yeah i i think it i think that that's that's basically where we're gonna go but i would like to start with sharing my testimony please do yeah yeah so 
I first met Jesus in a small Southern Baptist church in Mississippi when my father was still in the United States Navy. Oh, well, okay. Back, back in 1979, okay? And uh, during that time, I was 14 going on 15. Uh-huh. And my life was a mess, a literal mess even at that time. I was, was very heavy into American football. Oh, yeah. It's a sport that I excelled in. <laughs> but I was, uh, it was rare at the time, but, you know, because athletes before, they were just athletes, and the potheads were a different group altogether. But I was both. I was both an athlete and a pothead. Now it's not so uncommon today. Yeah. But yeah. In, in back, in, back then, you know, if you're an athlete, that's what you focus on, you know. Yeah. But... Yeah, I was really messed up. I uh, I used to hang out with some of my neighbor friends, and I got mixed with with marijuana, and that was my introduction to drugs. Oh, okay. You know? uh-huh. But in that same year, a friend of mine brought me to a small Southern Baptist church, and that's where I met Jesus. And here's the here's the kicker. My background. My background is. Uh, being my father being Filipino, I was baptized Catholic, but I was raised Jehovah Witness because my mother started to attend what they call the Kingdom Hall from the time I was age three. Oh yes, yeah, you know. So I did the whole Jehovah Witness thing from from the time I was a little boy until I was around twelve years old. Wow. Okay. Yeah, so here's here's the thing. I remember around 13, I was starting to get a little rebellious. And I can remember when I said this to my parents. I said, I hate religion. That's what I said. I, <laughs> yeah, I, I can believe it. I, yeah. <laughs> I hate religion, and I'm not going to be a Jehovah Witness, and yeah. I'm not going to be a Catholic yeah. I'm going to be a Baptist. That's what I said. I'm going to be a Baptist. <laughs> you know, just to spite you. You know, just to spite my parents. <laughs> and and true enough, I was a Baptist for a minute. <laughs> you know, because, because I met Jesus there. And so I always tell people. So did my wife, so I don't go there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. So... I always tell people, when I say that Jesus is Lord and that Jesus is God, it means something to me. Yes. It really means something to me because I was always taught that he wasn't. I was taught that he was the Son of God, but not God. But when I come oh, yeah. to realize who he is, that was powerful. That was a powerful ch- uh, change that happened in my life. Wow. Amen. Wow. So... You know, I, I think I should go on. I just feel like I, I need to share more of my testimony. So, please do, yeah, yeah. So, as you know, I moved to the to the Philippines, and when I moved here, that was in 1982. Mm-hmm. Um, my my family had moved here a year prior because my dad had retired in 1980. Uh-huh. So what? Uh-huh. So what happened, brother, and I think you will remember this. I told you that I lived in Seattle, Washington. That's right, yes, years. yeah. Uh-huh. Right? Um, I lived with my, my father's brother, my uncle, uh, for a year because 
uh, our aspirations, both my dad and mine, was that I would somehow make it in the, the National Football League. Oh, well, uh, yeah. And I knew that I could not do that if I were to live in the Philippines. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. You'd be surprised today they actually have uh, American football leagues in the Philippines now. Do they really? Well, they do. But during my time, I had to adopt basketball as my number one sport. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, as you know. It's big there, I know. So. <laughs> right? Right. Yeah. So when I was here, I was a senior in high school. And I didn't have much discipleship, so I ended up going back to my old sense. Uh-huh. Okay. And it was worse because it's easier to get drugs in the Philippines, brother. That's okay. just a fact. Uh-huh. Okay. It's just a fact. So um, I got really messed up after a few years, but I was struggling because I knew that my, I knew that my uh, conversion was real because I kept, I, I would feel good for a minute, but then when the you know when the high would rub off, I would feel miserable about myself. I didn't like the feeling, yeah. when I, you know, when I wasn't you know plastered. I didn't like it at all because I knew that I was grieving Holy Spirit. I was, you know, it was just a yeah. real bad situation. And around 1985, when I was in college. Um, I got to a point where I didn't want I didn't want this anymore. I wanted to take my life. Wow! Oh my! You know, so so it was like you know. So I, just for your listeners here, uh, just because someone uh, makes a an initial commitment to Jesus doesn't mean that they're not subjected to demons that will try to trick them into killing themselves. Boy, amen to that. Yeah, that. I, yes. I think we've seen that happen. Uh, over the last few years, but I I, I want to go on the record to say, I want to go on the record to say, and, and you know people may disagree with me on this. Psychology and psychiatry is not the answer. Jesus is still the answer. <laughs> the only reason why the only reason why people don't know that is they don't go deeper in the relationship with Him to understand that they were already free while they were still living in chains. So wow, I just want to so heavy. I just that's so heavy. Yeah, I just want to go on and, and go on the record and say that before I go on with my story. Thank you for doing that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, I thought that was really good. I, you know, I want to say that again. I was already free while I was choosing to live in chains, and that might that might be someone listening right now. Wow. Yes. Wow. Yes. Okay. So just wanted to go ahead and say that. And so when I got to that place, when I got to that place that I wanted to take my life, I was in a I was in a wrong relationship that was actually making me spiral down. And I remember I remember running out of my friend's house, which is a long story. You know, I don't think we go into that today, but uh, uh, just to make a long story short, so it's not confusing, I was running around uh, Luzon, the the province of Luzon because I wasn't going to school uh-huh. you know, although uh-huh. my dad paid for it I wasn't going to school I was using the money to um, to uh, you know uh, take my girlfriend to uh, motels at the time and I was just living in sin just plain and simple just living in sin uh-huh. and, when I, and 
that relationship was going south. It was getting really bad. And I remember running out of my friend's uh, house somewhere in the deep part of Manila. We won't mention where in Manila. <laughs> okay. But, uh, <laughs> Yeah, but yeah. I, I was I was really desperate at that time. I wanted to kill myself. Oh my! The rage was so real, and I, I I took off. And as you know, as I said, I I used to be an athlete. Okay, so I was pretty fast. Um, and my friend couldn't catch up with me, and I got as far as I could. He would be there. He was trying to run after me. Uh huh. Because I didn't have a knife, I didn't have a gun, I started to cock my head back about uh, a yard away from a an aluminum, I guess aluminum or stainless steel, I don't know what it's made of, uh-huh. light post. And I started crashing my head against that light post, trying to crack my head open. Oh and my, I goodness. Goodness. my goodness. Hitting my head, hitting my head, and then all of a sudden, my friend tackles me. <laughs> he tackles me down. I kind of find that funny because there's no football here, but uh, that was like football because he took a tackle. He he plunged wow. into me with his right shoulder, and, and I was on the ground. And out in the open, I cried out and I said, "God, either kill me or save me, because I can't take this no more." Oh my goodness! Oh my wow. So that's, wow, that's what I prayed. That's what I prayed, and that was uh, that's six years removed. From the time I said yes to Jesus, right? And well, from that well. moment that I started to cry, I started to get this peace come over me that I, I know because I experienced it when I gave my life to him the first yeah. time. Yeah. And somehow I knew everything was going to be okay. And the Holy Spirit said, I want you to go home. You haven't been home uh, in months you've been hiding and you didn't say anything to your family you just you just been gone uh-huh uh-huh and i knew that i needed to go home the very next day and home by the way was general trias Cavite. that's the that's the hometown oh, well actually it's a city now but that's where my that's my dad's ancestral home that's oh okay is it, is it north or south by the way, it's south. It's south of Manila. It's okay. In uh, the province of Cavite. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, I would say it's southwest. 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 Okay. Yeah. And I was on my way there, and there was only one way to get to General Trias at the time, and there's a fork in the road, and I was on a bus going to Cavite City, mm-hmm. and uh, I decided not to get off the bus. Uh, to go home because I just felt this tug on my heart to go to a friend's house in Cavite City, okay? Now, this friend of mine, which I will not mention his name, (laughs) because you may get him as a guest one of these days, possible, (laughs) but he was one of my drug buddies. Okay. Uh, He's highly influential uh, in Cavite City Mm -hmm. uh, in the business sector, and he owned a three-story building, and we used to we used to party on the roof deck of his building. Okay. Okay. So for some odd reason, I felt like I needed to go there. Okay. Yeah. Now when I when I got there, I was I was amazed. Okay. 
just to, just to preface what I'm about to say, see, his mother's always been born again. And, you know, she, I, I know she's been praying for, for us. So anyway, so when I got there, he's no longer taking drugs. I found uh-huh. out he's, he's now born again. And he has missionaries staying at their building doing missions. Wow. And, and these are spirit-filled believers, okay? Amazing, yeah. So when I got there, I didn't get to see my friend because he was out doing something. But I got to talk with these missionaries. And this was my conversation with them. I said, I am a Christian. Mm-hmm. Notice I did not deny Christ. I, I acknowledged that I, I know him. And I said, I am a Christian. But I do not know how to live like a Christian. Wow. Bible, I keep trying my best to do this. And I keep falling back into my old sins. Well, That's yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I said. And the missionary, I don't remember her name, but uh, she was a single mom. She looked me straight in the eyes with a huge smile on her face with such warmth. She just said to me, you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Wow. (laughs) And I said, what? (laughs) I've never heard of that. And she took me through all the scriptures about the, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, that Jesus is the baptizer. And, and it's beautiful. Even, yeah, even sharing with me about, you know, speaking in tongues as the initial evidence. By the way, I, I, that's, my, that's where I stand. I truly believe that if you're going to be filled with the Spirit, you know, that's up to for debate. I know people, some people believe differently, and that's fine. If, if they believe that, just prove it with Scripture. That's all yes. I say. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. but I really believe with all my heart that I, I wanted to be spirit that day. And I tell you, I kid you not, without any prodding, without any, you know, okay, now you do this, and then this is how you speak in tongues. That didn't happen to me. I prayed a five-minute prayer, and I started praying in another language that I did not understand. Oh, that's beautiful. Well, well. Now, here's the kicker. Here's the kicker. As an as a further evidence of my being baptized in the Holy Spirit, I quit a a cigarette habit that I developed over the past I don't know how many years I I, I would smoke on and off mm-hmm. now, yeah for the record you know and uh, uh, I apologize if this sounds like uh, chop suey but anyway oh not at all for the record for the record so that your listeners will understand the first seg- cigarette I ever smoked was marijuana okay okay <laughs> just so that people went straight forward huh? yeah <laughs> That's the first yeah. cigarette. But then, you know, after wow. I said, well, I'm smoking marijuana. I might as well try a cigarette. <laughs> you know? And that was actually a really bad thing because I got to a place where I was actually smoking about a, a pack and a half to two packs a day. Oh, my you know? gosh. Yeah. yeah. And well, how, old, how old were you when you started that? When you started that? Uh, 
Around the same time. Well, probably around 15. About the same time. Same okay. Time. Yeah. Okay. And it would be on and off, you know, because I'm also an athlete, so I didn't want to have like a really bad habit of smoking. It yeah. Wasn't, wasn't yeah. good for me. But then when I got to the Philippines, and especially when I was in college, I was smoking, and I was I was really a heavy smoker, to the point where I was smoking like a pack and a half to two packs a day. Okay. Well, uh, yeah. If you don't mind me asking, Jason, did you ever have that bad habit of smoking? Smoking, no. Uh, I got into okay. some other stuff, but not smoking. <laughs> okay. For some okay. reason, well, I, I was just always uh, away from. I didn't like the the feel of it. So I was one of those. Well, but, uh, well good for you. Because <laughs> it's, it, it's really a nasty habit, to be honest. Yeah. But anyway, for some odd reason, I decided that it was, it was for me for, for a while. But here's the thing. I tried to quit so many times, and I never did. I got to a point where I'm smoking a pack, in, a pack and a half to two packs of shame. Because this is what I can tell you about smokers, Jason. Yeah. When they are at parties... When they're in a social environment, they smoke more. Interesting. Yeah, bet, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> and I bet you, if any of your listeners have the habit of smoking, they're agreeing with me right now because that's the truth. But on that day, I got filled with the spirit. I went from one and a half to two packs a day to zero. That, that I got delivered of smoking cigarettes. I remember I crumpled up. That pack of cigarettes that I had, I don't even remember even how many cigarettes I had in it. And I threw it in the trash can and I never, I've never kissed another cigarette from that day until now. Wow. Don't have wow. fire, don't want to do it. And totally changed. No more drugs, you know. Not, I'm not getting drunk like I used to. I'm not partying. I, I, I party differently now. Yeah. Right? I'm still a party guy, but I party differently. I don't eat all that stuff. And that's what set me on a course to to my call. So, yeah. Yeah, there you go. That's what I, I guess uh, I'm going to stop there. There's a whole lot more I can say, but I feel like I, I feel like this is what some of your listeners need to hear. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That's I guess if I... If I were to make a statement right now, I just feel to say this. Yes. I want, I want to say this because I remember uh, this uh, this proponent of getting help for suicide. I can't remember who he was, but he ended up getting suicide. And he basically said that it's okay to get help, you know? Well, uh, yeah. Even though you know Jesus. Yeah. And, and it's okay to go to psychiatrists. Uh, People need which, to hear that. Yeah. No, which it sounded like to me, brother. It sounded like to me you're saying. No, I understand that we need other people in our lives. That's why our relationship with Jesus is not just a personal relationship with Christ. It's an interpersonal relationship with others that believe in Him. We need the body just yes. as much as him in our personal lives Absolutely. so I get that yeah. I yeah. get that but this is what I want to say it's yeah. not Jesus plus psychiatry people it really isn't Jesus is enough to set you free Amen. the only thing is you don't know him well enough to be free but if you Amen. know him better 
you will be free just like I am. I am, I am a, a testimony of that truth. And I, I want to say this to you today. My testimony is your prophecy. If you need, if you need freedom from depression, if you need freedom from suicidal thoughts, Jesus and only Jesus is the answer. There you go. Say that again. Say that again. <laughs> Jesus and only Jesus is the answer. Amen. Rid yes. of the, the demons of depression and the demon of suicide. Yes. It can happen for you today, brother or sister or whoever else is listening. And that, you know, there you go. Wow, that's just so powerful, James. We, we just have like five minutes left, but would you, um, I want to have you back on again to hear more. <laughs> but uh, Oh, sure. Um, Love that. For these next few minutes, um, just as you feel led, because uh, I know a lot of the things that you discussed in your testimony today are um, things that Christians, even Christians, even people that have been saved uh, and that are walking with the Lord may... Um, have in their closet per se so um but may may be afraid to mention it you know we live in a society that's um you know can go to a, go to a church and nobody can know that they're suffering or no, nobody know, can know that they're they're hurting or that they have a secret or something like that because they're supposed to be carrying this lifestyle with them you know that um doesn't allow for that so would you feel led to uh just say say a prayer for anybody that might be listening that um, has been through what you've been through, uh, whether it be suicidal thoughts, whether it be addictions, and just as you feel left, um, and uh, just minister that way in these uh, last couple minutes that we have. All right, awesome. Let's let's do it. Thank you, Father, for this time, and I thank you for my my yes. brother from another mother, Jason Hanley. We <laughs> yes. get to have this conversation and help a whole lot of people. And in the name of Jesus, we speak life into these people that are struggling with suicidal thoughts, depression, yes. addiction, whatever else is keeping them from knowing Jesus. In the name of Jesus, I, I, I decree and declare that you will come out of this in Jesus' name yes. as you turn your mind over to knowing Christ. And that the Romans 12, 1 and 2, will be your reality, that your mind yes. will be transformed, and yes. you can start to think and act and live like Jesus himself. Be free right now, in Jesus' name, from yes. depression. Be free from suicidal thoughts. Yes. Be free yes. from addiction, in the name of Jesus. Yes. Amen. And amen. Amen. Brother, thanks so much for, for sharing this amazing testimony today. Um, I'd like to have you back on. Uh, I'll keep in touch with you. And um, I just want to thank you for, for being so honest and and, uh, and forthright. And, and uh, this is going to touch those that are listening and um, have at least dealt with some form of this, um, of these strongholds in the past, if not currently doing so. And so, um, That's right, brother. God bless you so much, and, and I'll be in touch, but thank you so much for, for coming on today, and uh, and uh, God bless. Oh, my honor and my pleasure, brother, and guess what? I'm going to also set up a time where I'll, I will interview you 
you know, it'll be more of a video uh, format, but I would Please really do that. would be wonderful. That. Yeah, I'd love I to would do love that. To hear, hear what God has planted in you, brother. I know it's powerful. I'd love to. I'd love to do that. Yeah, just name the time. <laughs> All right. I'll All right. There. All right. We'll we'll do, brother. Love, All right. God. Love God bless you. Yeah, love you guys too, and and um, give our best to your wife as well, and and um, we'll talk to you later. Awesome, brother. Have a great night. You too. Okay, talk to you soon. All right. Bye bye. God bless you all, and thank you for tuning into this podcast this evening, or whatever time it is where you guys are listening to it at this moment. And um, we've been with James Jimenez out of Manila, Philippines, and I just want to encourage you guys tonight that 1 Timothy 2.4 declares that God would have all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. And that word saved in the Greek is the word sozo, which means saved, healed, delivered, and made whole. The Father sent his Son to the cross, to the whipping post, for your addictions, for your sins, for your sickness, and nothing can stand against the name of Jesus. So I just want to declare those things over your life tonight or today, whatever time it is where you guys are listening to this, and speak the life of God into every organ, system, and cell of your bodies now. To anyone who is listening who needs this, I speak the life of God to every mind, to every brain, brain function, mind function, to every organ, system, and cell of the bodies of those who are in need of this tonight or today, in Jesus' name right now. Life be now in Jesus' name. We take absolute authority over the spirit of addiction, whatever name it may claim, whatever label it may take on, and we break its power. We break its dominion. We break its authority off of everyone listening right now in Jesus' name. And if any of you are in need of further uh, ministry or counseling with regard to these areas, please feel free to reach out. We thank you for tuning in. And God bless you all. We'll see you next time.